Hello, everyone. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. We speak with industry leaders, introducing you to some of the most interesting people and businesses today. We are focused on women, money, and power, as well as diversity in all areas. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. I'm Diane Gubin, co-CEO, along with... And I'm Beth Helbing. And this week, we're speaking with Heather Bennett. We're so proud to have her. Heather is a marketing strategist, C-Suite advisor, and a board director, as well as a member of C-Suite. Heather is an author of Fun and Fulfilling Careers, One Question at a Time, a career guidebook based on over 20 years coaching leaders on their careers and businesses. Having reached a board governance certification for both Corporate Directors International and the Private Directors Association, Heather is always looking to help more companies grow, transform, and thrive. Heather advises executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders on revenue growth, marketing, personal branding, career development, team dynamics, and stakeholder relationships. Welcome, Heather, to C-Suite Talks today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Diane and Beth. It's good to see you. It's nice to see you too. So Heather, tell us, what is a C-Suite advisor? A C-Suite advisor is specifically exactly what it says. Someone who advises a CEO, a CMO, CTO, uh, is there basically as that uh, voice of wisdom, someone to play off ideas, ask for you know, how to make those big business decisions moving forward. Often C-suite advisors are former C-suite executives because they've had that experience. Um, They're also coaches. They can have experience in terms of working on boards of directors because a lot of the responsibility of a board director is to be that wise advisor. You know, we talk about the um, noses in, fingers out. So it's having... um, that kind and wise uh, voice near you at all times. Oh, that's amazing. I think we all need that. (laughs) Yes, I know, in many different ways. So you are a partner at Newport LLC. How did you become a partner or how did you land there, so to speak? So this is a great question. I uh, actually um, received my board certification that you mentioned earlier through um, ACE LLC, Corporate Directors International, through Michelle Ashby, who does a wonderful job preparing uh, leaders for positions on boards. The next step for that was a recommendation to join Private Directors Association, who also has a certification course. Through that, I met uh, one of the partners at Newport, Ferry Freudian, uh, who's been a wonderful supporter and mentor. And he said, you would be a great partner with my firm. I was not looking for a position at the time, but the more I got to know the partners of Newport, the more excited I was to join them. Um, so this is that's basically how I ended up meeting them. And the fun part is I get to work with a friend of mine who I've known for 16 years, who is also a partner at Newport, who I did not even know was. So it's been a, it was it was really a wonderful opportunity. Terrific. And wait, within that, is it like an interim CMO position you're doing? Like, what are you actually doing for Newport? So Newport Partners are former CEOs, C-suite executives, uh, most of them from the Fortune 1000 companies in their resume, their CVs. And um, I've spent about 20 years advising CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners. So my experience comes in from a marketing and personal branding perspective, um, advising those, those business owners, those CEOs, and making great decisions. So each of the partners has a different background. 
which is wonderful because I, I feel lucky I have a group of very smart people that I can call if there's a specific problem or uh, something going on for one of my clients. Um, so it really depends on the partner and their expertise uh, where they will fit in. But interim roles, fractional roles, um, help preparing for sale, those are all part of what we do. Right. And typical position for you or a typical client for you, is it fast growth company, middle market? Like what kind of companies do you personally work? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Middle market. And uh, my role would normally be a fractional or interim CMO position. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. So you've completed your board certifications. You sit on a couple different board of directors. What are some of the tips that you can offer the audience today? How to be a successful board director that you've learned? I would say the first tip would be to listen to all the stakeholders involved. It's important to not only get to know your board directors because you'll be working with them, but also take the time to get to know the leadership of the organization and that next rung down of leadership because you really want to understand where, um, you know, what the thought process is and and how the company is being run, you know, being run and, and where those decisions are being made. So that would be, you know, I think tip number one is really make sure that you're listening to all the stakeholders involved. Uh, The second tip I would have is be willing to have those extra before the meeting meetings. It's not if you're only participating in the actual board meetings or the actual committee meetings and you're not taking the time to think about the board, to connect with other board directors before those meetings and around those meetings, you're missing an opportunity for some more in-depth conversations, which will help advise the company better. Yeah, I've heard that before that you really need to have like go in the night before and do socializing the night before and or at least breakfast or lunch the day before, you know, the day of and spend time. Right. And probably phone stuff. And so how did you get your your first or your any of your board positions? That seems to be a very common question from our women. Yes. And, and that's uh, that's the most difficult one to get, as you would both know. It's, it's really, you know, from your experience working with so many board directors over the years, I after taking Michelle's class, I reached out to my mentors and my network of people who are on boards. And they said the same thing. They're like, it's a long process. You need to change your, your elevator pitch. You need to change the way you're being perceived. Everything needs to be updated to reflect that that's what you are interested in. And that's your, your way of helping. Um, so it turns out the, the one board I'm on right now, uh, that I've gotten since then is um, from a former client who reached out to me and said, I really need to create this advisory board of directors in order to move my business forward. Would you be the chair and help me build it? And I have enjoyed that process immensely, being able to really think about what the strategic, um, you know, it's going into that board matrix. How do you choose the best combination of board directors to advise a a company, an organization. And it's been a good experience. We had a board meeting yesterday, so it was very good. (laughs) Great. Remember, if you need more board members, C-Suite's got quite a number (laughs) of women who are interested in boards. And you wrote a book. I did. Tell us about your book, Fun and Fulfilling Careers. And what was the inspiration too? Yeah. 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 So the the book was, there was a seven month period about, I don't know, three or four years ago that 
my clients, my colleagues, my network kept saying, well, you know, you should write a book, you know, that your methods, your way of approaching personal branding, um, how people see and look at their careers and how they make decisions about what to do next. Um, because I tended, I've tended to work with people in that transition. Like, what do I do next? Where does my career go now? And I said, okay, I will find time to do that. <laughs> and it was right during <laughs> the pandemic, um, which, I, you know, for some people gave them more time for others, not as much. Uh, but it was, it was a great, it was a great experience. I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the writing and even more excited when a week after it was published, one of my current clients literally had, has like a whiteboard wall in his office and he had covered the wall with one of my exercises and I have to tell you, three years later, he's doing the job that we set him out to do. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, to be able to see, I know I'm like, so to be able to see it come full circle and realize that a book is more than just writing a book. It can be a tool to really help someone advance forward. Um, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. That's great. So do you have another book in mind? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. I, I just need to find more time. So if either of you has the magic formula for finding more time. <laughs> well, we're trying to pin time for our book, so we get it. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pending 2024. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as a career coach, and you advise business leaders, obviously, because you're a career coach, what do you feel is changing? Actually, it'd be interesting also perspective from post-pandemic with the job hunt for executives. So as you both know, uh, executive level positions are fewer and the process is longer. Um, it's, I've seen a change in that there's not a willingness to take an obvious candidate anymore. It has to be more than what you look like on paper. It has to be someone who fits with the culture of the organization. That's becoming much more important. Uh, the ability for that person to really engage with the employees and their coworkers and the leadership, incredibly important. The um, interview process has changed in the last five years. All of a sudden we have virtual panel. Um, it, it's really changed. It used to be you go in and you get interviewed and you go office, 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 um, or you get flown in a couple of times, depending on how lengthy the process is. I've also seen the number of interviews increase especially in that director to C-suite level job, they're not being interviewed by two, three, four people. It's, it can be up to 10, depending on how large the organization is and how many individuals they will be having report to them. I, sometimes I wonder how anybody ever gets a job. <laughs> <sighs> right? Right, right. So given how uncertain the economy is right now, what do you think leaders need to do to respond to the changing needs of their team? Because, you know, we have a lot of transition in teams, right? Right. Virtual, on-site. Do we want to go back to the office? Never, <laughs> right? That is the biggest question. I, I Even this month, I've had so many organizations talking about that exact question is what can you do to keep your your best talent? to keep the human capital that's so incredibly valuable. And we all have recognized since the pandemic that for an organization, their primary top most important recess is the people who work for them. 
And to not be cognizant of that and how important it is for those employees to be engaged and happy and enjoying their work uh, is, is a misstep. So for leaders to really make sure they're taking the time to understand what their employees need to be successful, taking the time to make sure that communication is prioritized and, and paying attention Uh, People will share with you whether or not they're happy or enjoying their jobs or when they reach roadblocks. You just have to listen. So true. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time to see the change. And then you have multi-generation and a lot of folks are staying now in the workforce because of the uncertainty. So they're not retiring. Um, So that's that's playing in there as well. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I I had a conversation with a group of career coaches that I meet with on a regular basis, executive career coaches, to keep my finger on the tab what's going on. And one of them remarked about a very interesting hiring uh, strategy that I think is quite brilliant. So if you have an organization say that everyone has to return to the office full time, mm-hmm. and you are their competitor, some of the people are, are not going to want to do that. So then you're able to poach the top talent from them. They still say, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, that is a very interesting strategy. Um, and, and it's an honest question that all of us need to ask ourselves. Where do we thrive in terms of where we want to work? Some people really enjoy being in the office and the type of work they're doing. And we, we all have different types of work. Obviously, a strategy planning session especially with leadership, a lot better done in person for sure than over, over Zoom. There, there's so much more you can get accomplished. Um, other types of work, you know what, much better if you just stay home all day and really focus on what you're doing. So being conscious of the type of work you're doing and whether or not that needs to be remote or in person uh, is a better way to do it. Saying all one way or another is, is not the right uh, strategy. You really have to be conscious of what's the best environment. Right. Well, I know personally, I definitely like a blend. So uh, that works because I grew up with the structure of the office. So I like the structure and I like to see the people. I like to be around the people. Yes. And personally, I've worked from home for, you know, 10, 15 years. I love it. I would not want to give this up. So Heather, tell us about some of the volunteer work you do, because I know you're very active and you do a lot to give back. It's so important to have a balance of your board work and, and how you're helping people it's a great opportunity um, to balance your work, to, to have some volunteer work. One of the organizations I work with and help, I'm the co-chair of the Foundation for Hearing and Speech Resources. It's an organization that helps children and their families, the children who are deaf, hard of hearing in Illinois and the surrounding areas. And we really work hard to level the playing field for these children and to help their families and to help the individuals who work with them, whether it's teachers or therapists or doctors, audiologists. Uh, It's a great organization. My youngest child is deaf, hard of hearing, and I was introduced to the organization through her. And since then, I've had a wonderful relationship. Um, I'm so proud of the organization. We've won awards for our website. We're expanding our programs dramatically, like hundreds of percentages over years. So it's, it's, it's outstanding. I'm incredibly proud of the work we do and it being able to connect that mission and see it live and actually make a difference. is huge. So 
very proud of our work with that. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds very, very meaningful. Thank you. So what is 2022 Lean In and the McKinsey study on women in the workplace? What is that about? Oh, okay. So this is this is actually that group of women I've been talking to who are executive career coaches. So the Lean In, um, Lean In, the organization and McKinsey work together to create uh, annual um, report of women in the workplace. And the 2022 Women in the Workplace highlighted specifically, I highly recommend reading it because it specifically addressed what they were seeing in terms of women in those executive C-suite roles and even in the boards of directors are leaving in droves. And that is concerning. Well, they're opting out. They're saying, I, you know, if, if this is not the place for me, then I'm going to create my own place and starting their own companies. And that's, you know, which is great for the same point. We really need the diversity in the boardroom. We need the diversity in the C-suite, which uh, has been proven by many reports. And I'm forgetting, was it Gallup? They did a report which was based on the profitability of companies. They found that companies that have two or more women in the boardroom are more profitable than ones who do not. We love that. So to be able to see a direct return on investment tied to making sure that you have diversity in those leadership positions is it's incredibly important. It's it needs to be done. And we so um, that's why I'm so supportive of Michelle's work and what you're doing, because you are making an impact on that. Um, but because of that, that study and report, I was inspired to talk to executive career coaches and ask them, how can we help these women in leadership stay in or join um, those leadership positions? For sure, for sure. And by the way, Beth and I are both ACE certified. So we're, we're both certified for corporate boards. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Test. Yeah. And we highly recommend it. Yes. Yes. And yes. one more volunteer thing that you're involved in, that's the Chicago Innovation Mentor for the Women's Mentoring Co-op. What, what is that? Give us a quick overview. Yes. So Chicago Innovation is an organization that helps advance Chicago through innovation, technology, community in the business world. And... I, one of the examples, there uh, is a large museum campus um, that has like Shedd Aquarium, the Field Museum, Soldier Field. Um, so right, so where that's at, they were trying to decide how to make it function better and to and all the parts of it and being able to get a bunch of smart people together to virtually talk about what could be done to improve transportation, improve um, interactions of tourism and, and whatnot. So I've, I've been told, I was asked a couple of times to join the Women Mentorship Program. It is a unique program that helps uh, match women leaders in Chicago with mentees um, to work together. And it's a very thorough program with you know questions that really get them talking about um, the aspects of their career to help them advance further. I'm very much enjoying it. And it's fun. I was at a lunch last week with someone who's done it over six times. So six years. And and what a gift that she's giving um, to have mentored so many, you know, wonderful women in the Chicago area. We should work with you, Heather, to bring them into the event that we're having at Maria Pinto. That would be good to bring them there and bring the mentees. That would be a fabulous opportunity for them. But we'll talk about that offline. So 
What's one thing that you would like the listeners at home or the our group to know that's something positive about becoming a board member that um, should inspire them all to get certified and go? <laughs> what inspired you to take that path? Oh, so many things. I I truly enjoy the work. Having the ability to really help move an organization forward from a high-level strategic perspective is very fun. That's like the official. Um, but at the same time, I, I, just, I love the work. I love being part of a team. Uh, I love um, really listening, understanding what's going on and how to solve a problem. Um, I know one of my favorite parts from when I got my MBA was studying, um, was doing case studies and being able to really dive into um, learning from from those. So I feel a lot of board work is, is just like that, where you're being presented with a situation and how do you make the decision to move forward? Um, so that's the part I like about it. That's fabulous. Well, Heather, how do people find you if they want to find you? Uh, the best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. So Heather H. Bennett, it's very simple um, URL on LinkedIn. And um, of course, my book is on Amazon. So if you know someone who's in transition, and I have a workbook too, so there's, there's you can buy both and then write it down. Um, so that's a good, those are both good, great ways to connect with me. And of course, through uh, Newport LLC, um, that's also a great place to connect with me. Well, we can't thank you enough. So thank you, Heather Bennett, for attending today. Partner at Newport LLC, CEO, advisor, marketing strategist, independent board director, and author. Thank you to our sponsors, City National Bank, Law Firm Manette, Advertising, Media and PR Company, Interpublic Group, Executive Search and IT Consulting Firm, Amplified Professional Services, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey Company. Thank you for listening with us today. Hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you find your podcast. Leave us a review and follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, check out our website, www.cswet.org. And thank you so much for joining us today, Heather and Diane. Thank you.